You are listening to the GAA Hour brought to you by Sports Joe and Shore. 72 hour non stop protection. Tested to the limits. Shore, it won't let you down. Hello, everyone. You're all very welcome to the show brought to you by Sports Joe and Shore. 72 hour protection. It's our first episode. Um, with Shore as partners and it's great to have them on board for the rest of the championship. I'm delighted to say that as well as Lee Costello, my, my usual partner in crime, we have a GAA legend in with us today, uh, a Cork legend, one of the last great dual players, an All-Ireland champion, a man who has one of the most unique careers that the GAA has ever seen, really, and that's Aidan Walsh. Aidan Walsh, Aidan, how's things? Uh, good, let's thank that. Thanks for having me. No, no bad at all. Great to have you today, Aidan. Uh, you're you're three years out of the game with with Cork, but you're still very much involved. You're you're yeah. making hurls and you're you're playing for your club, both hurling and football. So uh, how's that going? Yeah, good. No, it's uh, it was a big change, right? Um, finishing up um, with the hurlers that time. Um, I suppose for the the ten or twelve years before that, it was all revolving around into county, and then all of a sudden, it's, when it's over, then you kind of have to jump into into normal life and and. Um, no, I've been very lucky, as you said, with the club. Um, we we're always very busy every year. We we're lucky that we we play, we get to later stages of the championship nearly every year, so that keeps us going. And um, yeah, doing the hurlies and 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 a bit a few bits as well on this and uh, as um as as my job. So I'm f- uh, fully immersed in GA nearly all the time. Yeah, definitely. How's how's the hurley making going? I know some hurley makers are struggling with the uh, ash die back and so on, but you're you're still yeah, uh, it's, yeah, no, it's going well. I'm very lucky that um, they, they they would be kind of popular enough, so I'll be kept busy. But um, I suppose it's getting it's it's becoming more and more of an issue at the moment with the the whole ash dieback disease, and uh, unfortunately, it's, it's it's becoming more scarce, which is increasing the prices of the materials. So it's um it's a case of I'd say maybe a year or two left of Hurley's made of ash, and you can just see there from other other Hurley makers around the country they're trying to find alternatives with the materials like say I think Tarpy are doing bamboo and stuff so yeah no unfortunately it's it's coming to an end but um yeah we will just have to find something else to do yeah you'd be looking for a new the new, next kind of bamboo yourself or something like no, that no I won't geez, I, oh, I won't go into anything other other than ash but um, okay. No, I just have to move on to another. I'm looking at that I have a, a business degree and stuff, so I'll find I'll find something to keep me occupied. Okay, a, a dangerous enough job though. Did you ever get any injuries doing it? Yeah, I've had a few bad ones. I remember the the two weeks before uh, in um, 2018 or 19, um, I cut my, my finger, I cut it off the top of my finger with a planer. Um, oh I was God. planing hardly. My hand slipped into it and. It, the top of my fingers was hanging off, so it's uh, that set me back. That was right two weeks or two weeks before the Kilkenny game in the drummer Hoggy got three ten. Yes. Yeah, I was uh, I'd get surgery and um, I actually ended up cutting off bone and everything off my finger. But um, that was probably the worst one. Um, there was a few small ones as well. Nothing, nothing, nothing too crazy. But that was probably the worst. That's I'm squeamish now. <laughs> <laughs> How have you found it um, since retiring from the county? I suppose Club GA, it's nearly, it's picked up to the extent now that it's probably similar enough to yes. the commitment that you made when, yeah. when you were a county player. Yeah, though, I, to be honest with you, I found it, I found it difficult enough, tough, um, because as I said, it's your life or your life revolves around it. Mm. Um, like you're just p- between preparing, um, recovering, and um, it, you, everything everything you do is all to, all to put yourself in the best position to play. So when I didn't, when I finished in, I probably in my head I probably still thought I had something to offer. Like was, I was still only thirty, like, but I suppose I had a lot of miles in the clock. Um, I was there since I was nineteen, and uh, 
I suppose being from Kentucky, you're an hour away from from the city, like so. It's um, the commuting was, you know, it, it does take its toll. Say so you you'd leave around four, half four the day, you won't be back till around eleven o'clock that night because between be, being a, tra- a training hour and a half, two hours before training, so you can prepare, do you get your massage or get your strappings, and then after training you're getting your food and doing your recovery. So it, like it, it is. It's extremely demanding because if you don't put in the work, you're, you're you won't be you won't make it or you won't um you won't uh, play at the high or be able to perform at the highest level. So, um, yeah, it's um it was a huge part. But lucky enough, as you said, um very lucky that the club is is doing so well and um that we we as um, when we start when I started playing adult level, we were junior hurling football and now we're senior hurling football, which is great. So. And it's just, um, it's just, it's, it's, it's helped. It definitely has helped um, that the club is so competitive when you leave into county. Because if you were playing the county for so long and then you, you, you went back to your club and they weren't as mm-hmm. committed or they, or they weren't, as you said, it's nearly, it, it's. I think club now is probably into county ten years ago, regards preparation and and the way you have to approach it. So um, I think if you went back to a club that wasn't progressive or weren't enthusiastic and. Or didn't have the players, it would be a lot more difficult. And do you see play, fellas move away and stuff and go travelling? And like I, I haven't done that at all since I since I left or since I finished into county because we were lucky enough that we we're so competitive. Like so, coming in then, like you were maybe you'd be a small bit worried. Like you know, will it will it have this will it have the same commitment? Will it be the same you know intensity from everyone? Like, but would it have been kind of a mission for you then? Like you know, we're gonna we're gonna. Mm. And I'm going to set the example here. This is going to be like a, we're going to train like a, yeah. a county team. Like. Yeah, as I said, um, like I thought I'm, I had more to offer to county. So when I did get the call that um, I wasn't needed, I, I kind of said to myself, right, I'm going to prove you wrong. Kind of t- that was my attitude. Like I'm going to right, I'm go- we're going to I'm going to tear the back off this now, and I'm going to work as hard as I can and and uh, prove you wrong. And um, that, that year, no, I went hard at it, just every night training. Um, and putting in the work, and thankfully that year we we won the county at the end of the year, and I, 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 it was probably the best year I ever played with Kentork. But it was all down to motivation, just to just to say that right, I'm going to be trying to be the best I can, and put myself in a position where that I'll be the just be the most try to be the most dominant player. And um, you know, thankfully we, as as I've said, we've good players in our group, and that every fellow kind of once you drive the standards in training, fellas, fellas will eventually kind of. Try and um, try and come with you. Then, like yeah. you know, and even by the end of the year, fellas will come to training forty minutes before training, preparing, and that never used to happen before. But as as fellas do it, and you kind of pull fellas with you, you know, eventually it can all fill into place. They were happy enough to to drive it on with you. Definitely, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. In fairness, yeah. Definitely. Um, you say you had you felt you had more to offer. Do you mean that as a hurler, or as a footballer, or as both, or what? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, as a hurler, as with the hurlers that time, and mm. I suppose like I get a lot of stick or a lot of people saying to me that oh, I should have stayed with the footballers or um, draw. But between the top, chopping and the changing, I suppose, like looking back at it, yeah. To, like, at the time, it felt like the right decision between ch- while the chopping changing. But it when you're from Cork and it's just. It's kind of like it's grand for people from counties that are only are predominantly football or predominantly hurling to say that oh you should have stayed at one or whatever. But um, when you're from Cork and you're so competitive, and you're you're, you're probably one of the top two counties in 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 Ireland, like it's um, it was just hard at the time and certain circumstances fell into place where it, it influenced my decision and what what I picked. But 
like I, I would finish up the hurling because like that John Moyler rang me after the they lost to Limerick in Craw Park and he really put it out on the table that he wanted to be part of the squad and Joe had a really really enjoyed that year that uh, 2019 and um, unfortunately he left in at the end of that year like yeah. so a new management came in but yeah unfortunately just injuries and stuff started to catch up maybe my body started to um, draw a feel of the effects I felt, I felt like looking back I probably did away too much when I was young um, and I was 19, 20 and, and then when I got to my late 20s it all caught up me kind of I was just I was trying to push myself as hard as I could but then I'd break down or something and it set me back and them things kind of caught up with me then. So you're playing with um, 19 teams when you were 18 years of age. So yeah. you had a lot going on and you mentioned that the injuries that maybe caught up with you a small bit when you came towards the, the finish. How have they held up with the club? Yeah, like I've, like the, I suppose as you get older now, I'm 33 and you really have to put a focus on, on recovery. Um, like even there and on, a few, a few weeks ago, I bought my own ice bath for the back my in my um, back garden so every right. morning I go try and go for a nice bat and all these small things I know they're only small percentages like but when you get to my age any little, any little thing will help like but um, no thankfully um, I've been very lucky like, I, I I did get my shoulder to know in February right so I'm, I'm only coming back from that so fingers crossed I try to stay healthy for the rest of the year Right yeah, the ice bat in the back garden is a, is a, is a good one Lee uh and I, I was reading yesterday that uh, that wasn't the only thing you did. You were fond of the, the udder mint, uh, oh, yeah. the one, the spray <laughs> yes, on the legs. Yes, and I know yeah. that one from our own dress room. You yeah, walk in the, the dress room door yeah. and the smell, I feel like I'm, I'm a farmer at home. So I feel like I'm walking into the milking parlor <laughs> yeah. and there's some lads rubbing it on their hamstrings. But uh, no, good stuff. Do you still use that stuff? Yeah, I still use it. Everything, everything I can get in oil. And you swear yeah. by it, like it works? Well, it's, it's like um, when the wind hits your legs, then your legs heat up. Uh-huh. So it's, it's kind of more for winter time, kind of just keep keep your legs warm. Um, but yeah, it's there's there's a few theory behind it, but it's probably all in the head after. Once you once you use it, you're probably thinking you're uh, yeah. I've I'm, that in the legs, and all the legs go a bit faster today. Is think. is there any other um kind of things like that that you got into or? Because uh, it's, it's, they're always interesting oh yeah, stuff like, like that. Like hot what? yoga and stuff people are talking the about sm- now. The small things that yeah. lads do to kind of um. Do you know that yeah. makes a difference to them, but it can make the difference physically as well as mentally. No, absolutely. There's players sleeping now with like blindfolds on and Connor stuff. Myler, yeah, yeah. Myler, and uh, they, they keep the window open. Apparently, a cold room is like yes, optimum. Yeah, you know, have, uh, yeah, yeah. No, um, there won't be too many other things. It'll just be kind of uh, superstition. My socks and my boots. Make sure they're they're fresh and tight, and do all these kind of just to make sure that you're that. Uh, you're putting yourself in the best position, like to you know, and feel comfortable on the pitch, like you know. So it's um, the really only small things, really. Right, you'd have been quite superstitious, would you, when you were playing? Uh, uh not, uh, not really, not really, no, no. Okay, no, just, just orderment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just ice baths every morning. That's uh, would you do that first thing? I have been to do it. Yeah, yeah. I try just, it's, it's just trying to get it routine. I find it good, like, and then just dip the head under it in, and then out and go at it in for the day. Right. So it's. Um, yeah, so I suppose I'd be always kind of watching on social media there, just things people be doing. Like, and the ice baths seem to be, they do be crazy at the moment. Like, so I got one in Lumi tubs. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, 
Yeah, no, it's great. It's, it's, it's tough going, right? It's hard to motivate yourself to get into it. <laughs> but when you're in this and you're out of it, you're, you're delighted with yourself. Do you have to fill it up with ice or is it one of the ones that works itself, gets the temperature? I put, I, I, filled, um, I put bags of ice into it. Okay, so, yeah. so you're keeping super value out of the Yeah, the I was like, well, invest in one in an ice machine. I'd say it's getting <laughs> Fill it with water mint and then you get two things. I'm glad you mentioned social media there. It was an easy segue for me because I did some digging, Aiden. Oh, right. And I found you on Twitter. Now, you haven't tweeted oh, in a geez, long time. 2017 was your last tweet. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember what it was? I don't even have Twitter app on my phone. I don't use it at all. So you don't remember what the tweet was? No. So <laughs> you tweeted in 2017 uh, to the kid who stole the number 17 jersey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> could, uh, you can keep the jersey, but could you give it back because there's a GPS in it that I need? Yes, yeah. That, we all had to do that. We all had to send that tweet out actually that time. That the footballers, no way. Yeah, because the GPS was inside the back of the, the, back of the jersey. So. Um, and the GPS units are expensive. Oh, yeah. Did you yeah. get it back? I don't know, actually. It wasn't my jersey. It was oh, it wasn't your jersey. Well, no, you were getting no. some stick underneath it. People were like, it's a GPS. Surely you can track it. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> People obviously don't understand. Like, oh, I got some stick for that, but sure, we had to do it because the management taught us yeah. that. But it wasn't my jersey. It was one of the subs. Um, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, geez, I, I, like that, I don't tweet at all. No, <laughs> yeah. That put an end to it, to be fair. Yeah, I, I'm not good at this stuff, so I sort of leave it at. <laughs> You're, uh, do you not use social media too much, or just I Twitter? I don't really, like, eat very rare even my Instagram there I don't know when it was, I, don't know, I said it was a year since I put up a picture on Instagram it, yeah I'm not really into it to be honest mm. um, you're, you're only you're, you're only going to get scrutinised for whatever you put up in a, a mm. some person so it's just better off staying away from it really it wouldn't have been a thing really back when when you were playing as much well you, you weren't playing that long ago I'm not saying you're that long mm. out of the game but it's more so now is that you know after a game this, everyone's nearly tweeting something yeah. or giving out about a player They're putting up pictures of their whoops you ever see yeah, that? Yeah, like the, the stats. Well. That was one too. I was thinking about as well the old whoop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might leave that one off. <laughs> yeah, would that play any part in it? Do, do you know, just to get away from kind of comments on Twitter or stuff like that? Yeah, just... yeah, I don't. I don't like negativity. Can, that, ne- that negative stuff for no, no reason. Like, to so, Yeah, that'd be the one big reason why I just kind of stayed away from it because you're only kind of drawing attention to yourself and when you... I don't wouldn't have any interest in it. Like, yeah, yeah. Don't have to see Laz like I was posting the whole time as well, Lee. I suppose. No, exactly. Well, people like want to see my holidays. I thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. I have a huge followership. <laughs> yeah, um, Aiden. Like it was. It's an incredible career that that you had, um, and a really unique career, I suppose, as well. And I suppose you you first burst onto the kind of national stage. I'd say in two thousand nine when you you won the All Ireland twenty one against Down. Um, and then followed up the the following year, you were brought into the, or maybe it was that year, brought that into the year, senior yeah. panel by, yeah. by Conor Coonan. So just yeah. a, an unbelievable start back yeah, then. Yeah, very, yeah, just very lucky. Like even that time, I suppose it's all about timing really. Like um, like that time we won the, say Cork won the all in the thousand, they got to the all in 2005, 21, all won it in 07. We won it in 09. So there there was players coming through like, and, and at the same time, the seniors were hovering around the last four they got to the final in seven, the senior final in nine. So there was a group coming through, like so it was just all about timing, like and uh thankfully uh, it just came along at the right time and after one dollar and a zero nine, there were four of us called got called into the senior panel and they were after winning division two and uh, league that time. So we came in that time it was it was there was different ty- or it was at a different stage. The football was earlier in the year and stuff and um so we went into the panel and thankfully that time there was 30 on the squad for match days that time, so I was lucky enough that I actually was making this match day squad. But I came on the Munster final, right, against Limerick um, that year. That was my only my only time I played in 09. But um, Connor, the one team, I, I got to have 
both myself Conor Coonan like he's a brilliant manager like and he kind of understood what the, he understood what kind of person you are and what kind of player you are so basically zero nine was to zero nine was to uh, break you in and and he be big like watch watch know what's going on watch what the fellas are doing and watch what how fellas are training what they, how they prepare and stuff and um, I suppose in zero nine after we won the football I got called into the twenty one hurlers. Um, and we Tipperary beat us actually in the Munster semi final in Torless. But um, after that, then I actually got called in to, to train with the senior hurlers. So I was training with the footballers and the hurlers. But um, I think that's why I probably was brought on in the Munster final to show that we, we, are, we are committed, to, like, we want you here. So that, once I came on the Munster final that time, I said, right, I'm not going to train with the hurlers anymore. So. Um, I yeah focused ho- totally on football then and the 2010 was amazing then like you know but that that zero nine year really set me up for ten because I was made sure like I had the, the mentality of oh I'm from Cantork we're a junior club so I'm not from the city or not with one of these bigger clubs that have a reputation or so I kind of had to say to myself if if I'm gonna if I'm gonna make it here then I'll have to put more work in than most fellas like so I always made sure that I was I was in the top three or four in the running. I was always trying to be, you know, put myself up in the top bracket to have, to, in my head, to have a chance of making it, you know. Doesn't it show how clever, I suppose, and how good a manager Conor Coonan was that he didn't just bring in and maybe leave you in the silence. He gave you that bit of experience that day in the Munster final. And, yeah. you know, and he, he was a man you had, you had great time for. Oh, definitely. I, geez, I couldn't say a bad word, but man, he was just brilliant. And I think it, the effects of, we didn't, reali- we we didn't realise how good he was until he left. Because since he's left, I think Cork have only won a Division Two league, is it or Division Three league? Mm. That's the only thing Cork have won since. But um, yeah, he was brilliant. Like, and he and one good thing, I suppose, with all good managers, they all know what their weaknesses are, and they're will they're willing to get people in to, to uh, that are the best in that situation. So he knew what he whatever he what he wasn't strong at, he got people in in the, the positions. Okay. So some managers aren't they don't they can't see that it, they're not so they don't they try and do it all themselves kind of thing, and um, no he he got great people around us and um, they were that 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 backroom team and even the, the, the everyone it was just a brilliant year. So he was a tremendous a, a ma- man manager as well mm. and had a great team around him and I suppose you yeah. know what that makes yeah, yeah makes even it. like I was I was just thinking there even last week. About, Certain things that happened or that happened while he when he was manager, like um, when I was going to DCU, I used to have to come down on a Tuesday to train in CIT, so I'd get to train at two. And Connor would pick me up to the train station in Cork, in the city, and take me to training, train. And I'd have to eat my food and, and my lap in, in the car back to the train station, so I'd be back in Dublin for 12 o'clock that night. But he was the fellow, like, you know, like, them kind of things. Yeah. Like, Small things make mm. a huge difference for, for players. Uh, I didn't think uh, a Cork lad would come all the way up to Dublin for, yeah. for college. They say Cork <laughs> is the capital down there. But. Uh, yeah, no, I got, uh, yeah, no, I ended up coming up bright. But uh, yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was only up here for a year, so it was grand. It was back okay. down, back down again. Back down to real capital. Um, <laughs> Civilization. Yeah, geez, it, it was mad, wasn't it? The amount, like, the amount of teams, when you hear him talking about under-21, hurling, football. Yeah. The whole shebang going on, oh, uh, school and everything too. Yeah, DCU and like, like, and you think that that a lot a lot of people think you play as much football as you can in your like adolescent years and in your development and the benefits of that and, and as much sport as possible, which you obviously did. But you do you think that males on the clock 
it caught up with you a little bit than yeah. the injuries. Um, yeah, I just kind of noticed that. I, like when I was younger, I never really used to get a few hamstring problems, but nothing major. But just like towards the end there, when I was 29, 20, uh, 28, 29, just like just weird things were going to happen like I remember just running my quad just kind of went and like the, all these kind of stuff that never really happened in my back I used to get fierce problems back spasms and um, yeah it's just I don't know um, maybe yeah I don't know it's just it, I've, I've, it mightn't have anything to do with it but be, I won't be surprised if it had something something to do with all the game all the teams and stuff I was with when I was younger you know and um, yeah when you are rushing and racing and as you said the uh, the hour trek in from Clanturk and you're sitting mm-hmm. in traffic and all that can, you know, it definitely can catch up on you when you're, because, yeah. you know, if you're training every night, it's Yeah, it's tough and going. like, at the end of the day, every manager worries about, him, about his own setup. Like, he doesn't, so everyone, every manager will just try and get the most out of his setup. So he'll, if you, if you call, if you're training Tuesday night with one team and then Wednesday night you're another team, he's only going to, he doesn't care what happened last the night before even though they are getting better at that, like, and I suppose you kind of have to go through it or experience it to be able to get, be wise enough to say it too, you know, to s- s- put, say that, right, I'm actually too tired here, like, I can't mm-hmm. train tonight. And, it's a tough thing know, to do, isn't it? It yeah. is, it is, and you, like, you have to be selfish, like, even there with the brother, Tommy, like, um, like, I've been definitely trying to influence him regards how, how, how your decision making regards because um, he's similar regard he's a good footballer he's in the, with the senior footballers but he's um, he's a good hurler as well like he played underage hurling all his up but I, I made sure to tell him like make sure you just you pick one now okay. and just focus on that and don't be don't do what I did because like it was all it was all lovely like to, to be able to be to call yourself a dual player and to play hurling and football with Kirk, but like I don't know if I had my time again but would I have stayed at the footballers that time maybe um, like uh, yeah I don't know it's it's just trying to influence to say the younger generation and tell them don't don't kind of make the same I wouldn't say mistakes but uh, choices like yeah. I don't know 2014 that was the last year you did the duel wasn't one, it I did it one year one yeah. year yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, like, I was midfield on both teams and it just by the end of it I was absolutely spent I was mentally I was, and physically very game yeah the Tipperary game, um, all around semi final. Like I was playing midfield, but the, was it was the week before we played Mayo and the football in Crop Park as well. Was it a week or two? Uh, my body just started shutting down. Like I was in the middle of the match, you, you could probably feel it coming up to that you Tipperary could, match. You're trying, you? you're just trying your best, like to push, push as hard as you could. But just no matter how much nutrition and stuff, uh, by the end of that year, like it just got caught up. And the, motiv- um, the motivation too it must have been so difficult because like you train all week it's like a slow burner you're building towards this big game mm-hmm. for a performance because you've got game after game after game it nearly all blends into one and you can't you know you can't treat anything yeah, more special it, like, yeah it's um, and the one thing I didn't realise uh, when I was making the decision to do it like is that you're actually creating a bit of friction within the group because you have fellas that are training 100% yeah. And you're coming and doing fifty percent, and you're starting. They're not. You know, fellas getting sour and stuff. And that was happening too, which is which is understandable. If I was in their position, I'd be sour as well. Mm-hmm. But um, that was something I didn't realize until afterwards when I look back at it. You know, and um, yeah, it was all like it's it's all nice to be able to call yourself that that you did it. Like, but I don't know. Was it like I got the Munster Hurley medal that year, right? Which is great. And we lost to Kerry in the Munster final. Um, 
but um, yeah, it was extremely difficult. Though to be fair, I know. Like it's, I know what you mean. That it's like it's great to call yourself um, a dual player. Like you mentioned, even the monster finals. One of them was on one Sunday, and the other one was the next Sunday. Next so Sunday, just yeah. Yeah, I remember that the, the Thursday before the football, the, the football was first, and uh, I was like driving the car to train. I was like, I was like thinking, this is going to be fairly tough. This is going to be down to the wire stuff. Like regards trying to get through to get through it. Because like to be the, to be number nine on both teams like was like um, it was just going to be so hard like and you're playing it's some of the best midfielders in the country as well. Even so, just yeah, uh, even as Lee mentioned the the kind of whether it's the motivation or even just the focus on the game like you're going from a Sunday you're mad focused on Kerry mm. and then the next the next day you're thinking about a monster final that's coming up just what yeah. six days away like it's yeah I know they they're so hard to get to like to draw and yeah. that time you just. So you don't realise how lucky you are to be in that position regard yeah. to be playing once the finals like, they're, they're, they're so difficult to ha to get into and they're so difficult to win. And um yeah, I was yeah, I was I don't know, I was just kinda I said I was just kinda floating away at the time I'd said and yeah, not yeah. just trying to just not really get too bogged down it, but just take every every whatever came next, just take just just do it, draw. But not think about it too much. Just get on with it, kind of thing. Your thought process was interesting there because, like a monster final, is, you know, the, the pinnacle of the provincial game. You should be excited more than anything. But mm. you're thinking, I have two of these to get through. Do you know what I mean? Even that alone, mm. it just tells you everything you need to know about how difficult yeah. it is to manage. Bittersweet, I'd say, is probably how you look back at it. Kind of like you know, yeah, it's, uh, like it did. Ended up like no, it was brilliant. It's unbelievable. That I got the the hurling monster medal. Like that's something that's very hard to get as well. But. Uh, it was bittersweet because like, I remember coming off the pitch against Tipperary and all in the semi-final. I was just like, I was like, well, was it all for? Like, so ended up not, I ended up getting knocked out against Tip and losing to Mayo. And um, you kind of, and then you're just getting scrutinised. Like, you're getting no one's, oh, when you lose, you lose. Like, you're not as good as your last game. So it's bittersweet. Yeah. There's a spotlight on you as well when everyone's like, Looking at early on, is this that fresh? You know, is he tired coming mm. back from the football? Um, one thing that I found just very striking for me was that you mentioned in the interview before that coming off in that um, Tipperary, that All Ireland semi final, you were well beaten by Tip that day. Um, that you just said sorry to Jimmy Barry Murphy. Yeah, yeah because he'd been fair as he put in. He, um, you're not a brilliant manager like we've got go through all for the men, but um, he, I had so much faith in me like, and he always was so sound like, and he probably he. Took a risk with, um, by starting me, like, and because we played me out the week before, like, so I, the preparation wasn't as good. And so I just, I'll, that's all I could say to him, like, because the game has gone. In fairness, Tipperary played extremely well that day, and I think um, she used to put on a clinic. The keeper that time was who was in goal that time, was it? it the was Darren Gleason. Gleason, yeah, she destroyed, destroyed right. us to sharp buckets. He's and, brilliant, uh, yeah. He's yeah, a golfer, you'd know by him, the yeah, way he books him. Geez, yeah. He was, he was impressive, like, to be very, yeah. very good, but, um, yeah, just, uh, that's all I could really say to him because so he put so much faith into me and I just didn't reward or didn't um, reward him with the uh, what he the, the opportunity he gave me. Like you can see why Jimmy Barry would have done that because he he would probably have seen a bit of himself mm. in yourself that he did that for years mm. himself. Yeah. And yeah, 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 maybe. Um, but like he the uh, like when the f uh, geez, I even remember when the phone rang like and he was like oh, hi and this is Jimmy Barry Murphy I was just like. He has that aura about him, and and when he talks, you listen. And she couldn't say no to him. Like, don't know whatever he, if whatever he wanted me to do, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. No matter what, you know, there was you could. Joy is such a nice man, like, and Joy such a legend too, like. So, 
Yeah, it was just disappointing not to to perform to the my abilities for on the day for him. Jack. Yeah, he was probably one of your heroes growing up. Like, I ah, say, yeah, even yeah, just to to go in there yeah. to get the call into the Cork panel at yeah. that stage and. You know, yeah. I'd say he's the type of lad that you just you'd love to do you do anything for. Mm. I'd say. Yeah, and he's a guest man, like a pure character, like and he doesn't say much, but when he does say something, like you know, it's good, like you know. Um, you enjoyed so it's the enough time. said when you fellas like Ricky and Taki about you, like so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's enough said about him. Didn't there's there's only need any more rewards said after that. You enjoyed the time playing under him. Was was he similar to Conor Coonan in manager or a different style or? Uh, similar enough. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He was similar. Yeah, like that. Just. Had an aura, you know. I knew he was the boss, like he was the boss, and he knew he was the boss. And same with Connor, and uh, you know, there was no, uh, no, um, uh, you know, he was just he, he was a character, like, but he was the man. He knew know, he, yeah. he kind of knew when to be serious and knew yeah. when to joke it, around yeah, a small yeah, bit. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He knew you could have a laugh at him too, like, but he knew to win, to win and when not to to cross the yeah. line or to. I get you. One of the interesting things uh, Aidan said was at the start of the show was that Cantorc are a dual club and uh, 80% of their training, Lee, is hurling and 20% football. So it just proves the point that I've been making here for a while is that football, you just need to be, you just need to be fit. You did, I knew when he was coming in, you're going to gang up on me with the football thing. <laughs> Every time a hurling person comes on, he just puts me on the spot. Yeah, um, maybe Cork football, you have to just be fit and drone. It's a whole different thing. <laughs> <laughs> Would you found that throughout your career, Aidan, that like hurling was the thing you had to practice to be sharp at more or you oh. focus on being sharp at hurling more? Yeah, yeah, definitely. If, like, uh, if you don't put the time into the hurling, it's um, it's gone so fast now. Like, it's you just need to be at it nearly every day. Like, you need to have the hurling in your hand at least twenty minutes every day. Um, yeah, no, I, I like we do the 80, 80, 20, 80 maybe seventy thirty. Like, but okay. we kind of the reason we have to do this because we've such an overlap um, with the same group of players playing both. And like, I'd say we have nine league games. Nine hurling and nine football, so we've eighteen league games, and they're trying to they're trying to train in the middle of that and play games every weekend. So with the same group of players, so it's just a case of we just have to. If as I said, if you don't put the work in hurling, you'll be caught. You'll be found out. And in fair, in the club championship in Cork is very competitive. Um, like they split it there a few years ago to senior and senior A. So it, it was all it was just senior. So you had you kind of at the start of the year you kind of said right, there's a few teams here that were at the same level. So there would be a good chance that we could get qualifying or whatever, uh, you know, from there. But um, now that we're gone, we won that grade senior A. We're going to senior Premier and all like to upgrade the senior. So it's it's like dog eat dog. Like they're all it's all the same same level of players or same level of quality regards um, the teams up there. So it's extremely competitive, and we just know ourselves. This is our this is our second year up there now, and we just know if we don't put in the work that we're going to not have a hope. Yeah, you, you oh. obviously remind me a bit of Lockmore Castellani and Tipperary in mm. that um, at the top of, of the boat, uh, listening to Noel and John McGrath, they talked about um, sometimes they'd, it'd be like, a, you know, to, to start off with the footballs and mm. move into the hurling. Um, would you do something similar? Yeah, we do, we, are, we are doing that, you know, based on age because as players, we kind of request it as well. Like, we just want, we don't, like, I suppose we've been on the road, no good fears, this group, like, so we're kind of coming like a lot of us are kind of coming to the later stages now so we kind of set ourselves that we need to we need to be doing the work like um so we could try and get the footballs out as much as we can um mm. 
but you don't want to flog it either, like, because you don't want to be up at the field, like, for two hours mm-hmm. at night either, like, so. It's easily done balance. when you're mixing the two. You could go yeah. from one game to another, and yeah, it's easily yeah. done. You could be waiting there all night. Like. That's it, yeah, yeah. So we don't want to be flogging fellas either, like, because we've a lot of fellas working in the city that come down, that come down for training during the week, like, so if you don't want to be, um, keeping them around for too long either, like, so. Yeah. Do, do you find that, um, we talked about the struggles with Jill being a dual player at county level because there's no cohesion but at your club there is because mm. of the overlap of players do you find then that mentally you always get a break from one like you're never sick of hurling because football is just around the corner yeah. you're never sick of football because hurling voices, you know? yeah. yeah no it's um, like as I said we've, it's always, this has always been the situation so we're just used to now at this stage mm. um, it, like when I started out that was, it was just always dual it was always it wasn't one was never as one was never I couldn't really tell you what we are as a club like every football club or hurling club it's dual club really because um, we kind of we uh, we kind of always just kind of play whatever's coming up next like so um, yeah I think the, just the biggest thing with it with it is communication between the two setups like and we're lucky if my father is the manager of the hurling so and uh, he's good friends with the, the manager of the football so you, know, you need that to have any any chance of having success is to, to have cohesion between the two groups and um, the two managements because you don't, the, the the worst thing you could, the worst thing could happen is um, friction and and fighting of who's trying this night. And in fairness to the football management, they're very understandable. Regards the whole seventy thirty thing, like and they understand that a lot of work needs to be done hurling. It attests so, the friendships at times. I'd say oh, between yeah, the yeah, the management. <laughs> Some evenings there, especially if you have a bad result. Say if you get a bad result in football, no, they'd be they give you out that we're not doing football. Do you know what kind of Once you're winning, it's not too bad, but kind of keeps the keeps the the glass over. So it's um, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll play as I said. We just go game by game. See how long the friendship lasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So we're just going to take a short break here, as we have a new segment, uh, which we'll be looking at this week and for the rest of the championship. In partnership with our friends at Shure, official statistic partners of the GAA, where we look at the most eye-catching stats from uh, a stunning championship weekend. Um, there were plenty of eye-catching stats uh, this weekend, but one that stood out in particular um, leads to quite a difficult quiz question, which I'm sure the, some of our listeners, they'll be sharp enough that they'll be able to get it. So the question is, which player has scored the most points from play in a single game in the football championship, all Ireland, our provincial, so far this year. Um, so now it's up to you, our audience. Give us the answer to this stat-related question on our social media to be in with a chance of winning some sure teams prizes. Winners will be announced on the show next week. We'll get back into the football, lads. Um, Aidan, uh, a tough. Result, I suppose, for Cork to take, especially after the the penalty. Uh, I know John Cleary was vexed afterwards, and uh, I definitely wouldn't blame him because it was. Uh, I know you don't. You listen. We know that the new rule is there, mm. and that's that. If it's a goal scoring opportunity, it's and it's a cynical play that mm. um, you know this is a penalty. Um, John Cleary was arguing. He thought he he said how how it was a penalty is beyond me. Um, he just saw. I just saw Paul, Sean Powder and Paul Keeney coming together, and to be honest, that's the exact same that I saw. That Powder, he was running across, and it, I, don't, I wouldn't call it cynical. I thought he was just going across, mm. made a bit of contact with Keeney, and I'd say Keeney was clever. He kind of fell into Powder, yeah, yeah, but I'd, I wouldn't call it cynical. Maybe it was a goal scoring opportunity, but yeah, I kind of saw a free um, 
picture of the powder tackle and I think Brian or Driscoll and someone else were back as well. But I know probably if he got up beyond, if he got beyond Sean Potter and Paul Ganey, he would have had the opportunity to fist it across the goals. I think there's somebody coming through. Yeah, Paulie Clifford was. Yes. was it? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. So a, it wasn't a gilt-edged yeah. opportunity. It was a, like it wasn't a brilliant opportunity. Yeah. You know? Like I think it's a situation where if it wasn't a penalty, I don't think Kerry people would give would have given out that they would have got 13 yard free and Polter still would have got black card um, but that it just creates a lot of controversy when it was a penalty and yeah it's a hard one to call like I thought, just thought Paul Kane, he was very smart and he used his experience to, to be able to put himself in a position to get fouled because you know, he knew what he was he, if he, he knew Polter was coming at such a pace and especially after Polter gave away the ball in the middle of the pitch he was trying to mm-hmm. undo his mistake so he was over eager, probably, and yeah, it was just it was extremely disappointing because it looked like Cork were coming, like and uh, they were only down a point at the time, and you could really hear the Cork crowd getting trying to get the drive the team forward, like, because in fairness, um, I'm actually delighted that John Cleary is there, like cause he was our uh, manager in zero nine and brilliant, brilliant manager, and I thought he should have been there years ago. I thought he should have been there when um when Connor um. When Connor left, but um, yeah. I'm delighted that he's there now, and he's after putting a very good backroom team together as well. So you can see, you can see they're coming. I know they have they have to having a few disappoint or disappointments this year, regards Claire, but you can see there's potential there, and um, yeah, I just hope that um, this result the last day, even though it was a good performance, and they kind of got um, what would you say they got kind of plotted moral victory, moral victory. Yeah, mm. we don't really want like we're sick of the moral victories now against Kerry. Like there's it's either beaten or don't. You know that's the situation, and we kind of hope that the, the next day, no, they can they can continue the good form. Like the what you could see what they're trying to do. I thought they're as a team. I thought their tackling was extremely good. Um, they, they dispossessed the ball a lot, but uh, yeah, the penalty was um was just a turning point. And when you've players like David, David Clifford and and the lads around him, Sean O'Shea and Paulie, and you know they're just they have um you think you're on top of them, you think you're coming and then bang. To get one chance. To one chance. That's it. Yeah. Like it's been Cork, the, the, the last few years, as Aid mentioned, they've, they've only won one league since that in 2010 and they've been inconsistent. But I would say that even though there has been a few kind of speed bumps this year, losing to Clare and Munster, they, you know, they had some mixed the bad with the good in the league. They were very good against Dublin. Another moral victory maybe that day as well. But, it does look like they're like going back to the win against Loud. They were good against Kerry. You'll give them a chance now, and they, they're obviously they'll have a chance against Mayo. But like they're they're improving under John Cleary. Yeah, uh, and and it's so important that they do because Monster Football really needs them. Kerry need them as well. Mm-hmm. I know Kerry people always say that they're very honest about that. Um, last year when Cork played them, they sort of had a moral victory again. They kept kept within range, like fifty fifth minute yeah. something like that, Fitness. and then. Yeah, fitness and things, you know, let them down. And I don't know that they, they, they try to contain and stay in the game, and that seemed to be the goal. But I thought uh, on Sunday, or was it Saturday, um, they went for Sorry. it a bit more. You know, they, they threw on Stephen Sherlock late. You know, they were trying to throw the kitchen sink mm. at Kerry, and they were just being a bit braver. And it's like, let's forget about the moral and, yeah. and sticking it in and actually go for a win here. But I do want to ask you, Aidan, about the Stephen Sherlock situation, because that's your top scorer, and mm. they're keeping him on the bench. And I know we're going to talk maybe a little bit later about Monaghan and how against Derry they dropped Conor McManus, they dropped Jack McCarran, mm-hmm. two very talented footballers, forwards, for basically they wanted more athleticism to deal with Derry. 
Uh, Cork have dropped Stephen Sherlock, a real flair, beautiful footballer. Maybe not the biggest, strongest, hardest working in the world, but he brings something else, obviously. Mm. Is this just the evolution of football? Is there no room for that forward anymore? Or what is yeah, it? Yeah, look, I think he replaced Chris Ole or Chris Sog Jones, which is kind of a similar build to him. And, um, like, I, there must be something going behind the scenes that he's not starting because they know, know I'm, who John Cleary is. He's going to put his best team out and the fellas are performing the best at, on, at training. Like, so, um, yeah, Stephen has, has great, he's, he's a great talent, like, and he he can, out of nothing, he can create something. And he's a fierce boot of a ball as well. Like, he, can, he can get points from long range, so... Maybe it's the whole thing of um, a lot of games are won now in the last fifteen twenty minutes. Like maybe you want to get fresh legs in the forwards, and and it's it it look it would pr- it looks good that Stevens coming on mm-hmm. with ten or fifteen minutes ago, he'd be a boost like for the for the team and coming on because like, he has, as I said he has the potential, and uh, maybe that's a maybe that's the strategy that they're working uh, working on, and maybe as you said about Manon and with, um, McCarron and. Um, or um, Conor McManus coming on, um, maybe that's the situation they're trying to create. Um, mm-hmm. Just a, a boost when they, when fellas are feeling fatigued and stuff, you bring on a bit of bit, uh, some serious quality, and it can have a it can have an effect on, on the group then to push them through. Is that not still like if you're not starting with your best team, <coughs> then you're at risk of you know suffering a, a lead early on, and yes, then you have to yeah. catch up. But then if you start with your best team, then you don't have anything come from the bench. Is it not just a, a lack of depth, really? Then because like Mayo, a very strong forward line, but they'll have Tommy Conroy coming on. Mm. But their forward line, you know, it's nearly just as good coming on, coming yes, off. Yeah, yeah, I know it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a risky one. Like it's a strange situation to to figure out what the best solution is. But um, yeah, like if if. If Sherlock got the goal that time when he ran through, mm-hmm. they would have said, "Jesus, that was a great call." True, because uh, mm-hmm. he was True. he brought fierce pace and he he create he creates something different. Even that, I think that if you have a corner forward or uh, someone in forwards that can create that that situation where you come out towards the ball but you cut and you go create space even behind you, yeah, it's very it's nearly impossible to defend it because you either defender has to stay behind him and he he get the ball in front, but if you're trying to be touched tight, you create space behind you and he's good he's good at that like and then. Yeah. And that situation was it was it Ian McGuire gave him the ball, I think, like their clubmen, so they they understand <laughs> each other like so different kind of situations helped in. And um yeah, it's it's it is a difficult one. Um as I said, if you got the goal that time it probably would have been a great call. Do you think it's like it's it's changed a lot since um since you were playing definitely Gaelic mm. football and nowadays there's not an only talk really about how much, you know, is it tough to watch? Is it the, Some people call it intriguing, mm. other people call it boring, maybe there's a fine line between the two. Um, I'd say the, the main thing in what you were talking about there with the Stephen Sherlock thing, it's it's as if Derry have kind of transformed all that with their cornerbacks just completely. Mm-hmm. They're nearly their, their main attackers, but... It was this. It was it was interesting at the weekend, um, Davy Burke was, was interviewed after the Roscommon beat Sligo, and he was saying... You know, he was asked about the, when they kept the ball. I'm sure you've seen that last week. Mm. They kept the ball for six minutes yeah. before a score against it's Dublin. And he was kind of saying that, you know, it was people are giving out about this. You know, it's just lazy analysis. Yeah. And that, you know, this is this is the way the game is. And he was saying as well, like when he's on the line, he doesn't mind. He doesn't mind looking at this because mm-hmm. this is, you know, he's kick. He's, you know, he's in, so invested in it and he's. He doesn't care if it's boring, and I know some people watching football they'll be able to, they'll be able to be so focused that they won't mind how how boring it is. But 
at the same time, David Burke also said that he was went to the Kildare in Dublin match and he's a Kildare man. And he said he thought that was a little bit boring because maybe he wasn't <laughs> as invested in it. Yeah even though that was such an entertaining game. Well, so, do you know, is, is it... It was entertaining for the first one. I thought it was more end-to-end. Yeah. But do you think... It's, it's definitely changed a lot from, from when you were playing. Like, do you find it... Do you find it hard to watch, watch a football match now or do you, are you able to get intrigued in it like, like yeah, your Davy Burke? Um, yeah, no, I, I, like, I think, as you said, you kind of have to look at the game in a different way. You, know? like, you have to look at the way they're, they're setting up their strategies regards how the team is moving the ball from side to side and... How they're able to create the runner coming through. So it's um I think if you if you kind of you can't look at it as a free flowing kicking game no anymore, but if you kind of change your mindset and this is how the game is and and look at different uh, scenarios and situations, then it is enjoyable. Like because they're unbelievable athletes. Like the the these the, the conditioning on players now is something else, and um and the the the, the, um, the quality of players like I think Dublin after bringing. What Dublin achieved there a few years ago after like the amount of teams now that are that it's very hard to call like who's there's probably three or four teams you think could win their learn this year which is great like because it's making it so competitive but um yeah it's it's it, it, I do find it very enjoyable because it just it's just you kind of as I said you just change your mindset and you kind of look at it for so what it is so you're not one of them hurling snobs who won't be able to watch a game of hur- football after watching a game <laughs> of hurling of a Sunday no no definitely not you can come back on the show Aidan that's what I like <laughs> to hear that's what I like to hear I uh, know it's um, like the, the up in the north is like the, the, the team the games like it's just it's, it's unbelievable to watch like the intensity and the yeah. the passion with the, 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 that comes out like it's just unreal even that Ulster final for Jesus games of the year so fair yeah so that was brilliant um yeah, so it's uh, no. I find it very enjoyable to watch. No, to be honest, there's no issue sitting on a Sunday and watching a few games. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you Would go. You That's not the answer. Now I was w- thinking. W- you well, look, uh, we'll take <laughs> any answer. We're open to all uh, opinions here. Do you enjoy? It? Would you be? You be a fanatic? Would you watch games the whole time? Or I would. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, especially you know, with the brother involved too. Like, so it's another um, um, aspect to why you know, to follow it. Like, and to see who other teams are getting on and say even watching the the Mayo low game. Because Cork play Mayo no next, and I even though I played the game football, and I don't know when was the last football game I played um, into county, but I still try and help out the brother and give him advice and try to help him out and make sure he's prepared the best way possible. And if we can get some bit of analysis on if he plays Connor back, so if he's marking Connor forward, just maybe watch that Connor forward yeah. for the next day. Who he's going to play might be marking next day and give him some bit of. Encouragement or advice on it. So you throw him in the ice bats maybe the odd time as well. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a bit too timid for the ice bats. Okay, <laughs> he's just on the other mint at the moment. The Chasing him out the yeah. door, water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just one more thing on Cork was it was actually Lee that you brought this up for me this morning that it was maybe you'd heard it as a throwaway comment that since 2010 the Cork and Down were the the, the slower teams that football kind of changed with Donegal maybe in 2011. The yeah. Cork and Down were two of the slower teams to kind of adapt. Sort of. Well, yeah. well, that that is thrown at them. It's because I think, uh, you know, the Naughties were dominated by Tyrone and Kerry, in that order. And then in 2010, you know, Down and Cork, they were building something really special. Yeah. They made that All Ireland final, and then they were in the final in the under 20s as well. Do you know, like two mm. strong teams coming through. It's going to be their era, and it ended up being the Dublin era, really. Yeah. Um, and not only that, they went from not dominating. To not even competing in certain stages, that both teams went right down to Division Three at different stages, um, and it was been thrown at them that they 
were two teams that sort of failed to adapt to the new sort of what Jim McGuinness brought in and, and dealing with like the blanket defence. Not so much you have to be the blanket defence, but how, how to cope with it at the very least. Mm. Do you think, is there any truth in that at all? Yeah, I think, like, as I said earlier, the, the, it's all about timing. Like, And I think, like, fair enough, the Kerry in Dublin or Kerry and Tyrone were the dominant teams in the noughties. But if you watch Cork, were always there mm-hmm. in in the last four, say, or they got to final in, was it... Um, Seven. But, uh, they were so tight with Kerry all yeah. along. Was yeah. it seven? So I remember that. Like you had a group of players that were that were there from let's say two thousand and four all the way to twelve, mm-hmm. and thirteen was kind of that's when the huge transition happened after thirteen. So Coonan left. I think Brent Corporate came in, but he dropped I think eight or nine players, senior players that were there for a good lot of years, and they they played a lot of high in games. So there's a huge that. Say Dublin came in eleven, and we tried our we tried to get up to the eleven and twelve. Donegal beat us in the semi final, which was we'd won like we'd won the league, Division One league. We'd won, we'd won um, the Munster, um, um, and Donegal caught us in the semi final. But then they were they were hopping that year to fair like they mm-hmm. were flying fit. Jesus, I remember on the pitch in, in, during the game at ten fifteen minutes to go, and they were just up and down, up and down. It was relentless, but um. And then we tried to get back up there again in thirteen, but it just this was a lot of us had um, a lot of the older fellas were coming towards the end, and um, there was just a huge fall off then. And I suppose we last say in ten, myself and Kieran, we were the young fellas on the team, and by fourteen, Kieran was gone to Australia, and I was gone with the hurlers. So there was a lot of, and then we lost all the all the older fellas, you no know, Kenties, the the Nicholas Murphys, the Misklas, the Paddock Sands, the um, uh, what's there, um, Paddy Kelly, and uh, all these, uh, they were brilliant players like for us, but they're all coming towards the end. So it's just, it was just all about timing. Mm. Um, if uh, for an, uh, at another stage, maybe Cork could have been more successful in the nineties, but there was such quality with Kerry and Tyrone that time that um that wasn't just meant that didn't happen. So, um, yeah, Dublin, it was supposed to have Dublin eleven, twelve, Donegal in Dublin again for how many years after that. And uh, um, and Kerry were there as well, and uh, yeah, it's just because we were just in the middle of transition and trying to uh, get players in, and mm-hmm. um, just I suppose a lot just didn't really happen for Cork, and they're still trying to find their way. They're still trying to figure it out, but they've, they've been unlucky too. Like in was it fourteen? Cork Cork were winning by a point against Kerry in the Munster final and Jimmer Fionn Fitzgerald kicked that point from mm, 45 oh, yes. yards yeah. and Kerry went down to win the Learn after that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Donegal Cork should have beaten him that day like yeah. down, in, down in Clarny so small things like if Cork won that day you wouldn't have known like I'm not saying Cork would, could have won the Learn but I'm saying Kerry went down to win the Learn after yeah, that yeah yeah so do you, th- you think it was maybe a mixture of timing lads leaving I mean, and a bit of luck and yeah. you, know, you need a load of things like you need and so even the Dublin teams, the great Dublin teams, like they had luck too. Like there was a lot of situ- games there. I kind of look back and and uh, you just things happen like and and it it just sways one way or the other way. Like and uh, that's just, you you need everything to go your way to to be able to be successful. Is there something in that style thing that you won it and maybe it was more open in two thousand and ten and then when Donegal changed it that you took a while to adapt that the wind it was, was still such in your a, mind. It was such or? a drastic thing at the time, like yeah. the way they set up like it. It blew people's minds, and then even when they did it against other teams in 2011 and in 2012, you knew what they were going to do. Mm. But 
it just no it one's not while, enough. It's, like, it yeah, takes a while yeah. to get used to it. And then facing it. Yeah, and it, it, like what they were doing was unbelievable, but they couldn't maintain it. Like, yeah. it's, they started break, a lot of them started breaking down in the injuries, ways and stuff. So, because they were training so relentlessly, but um, yeah, that's that. Like, in fairness, they got their All Ireland and they got a few Ulsters, and don't know, it, it paid off from the end. Like, don't, but um, like that's that's the that's just the way it is. No, um, if you don't spend the money, or if you don't. If you don't put in the work, you're just not going to have any hope at all um, to to be successful. Um, so yeah, it'll be um, it'll be very interesting, interesting. To see what why it's hard to know. It's kind of I suppose it's a mixture now between running and kicking. Now mm-hmm. that it's the team that can do both the best are are going will be there thereabouts. Like yeah, so even the the kick passing off, they can get the one bounce pass, all these small things instead of two or three bounce pass. But all these things speed up the game, and fellas are coming at such pace, then off the shoulder, trying to trying to create that get through the get through the blanket, like or get through whatever defensive setup they have. This is all these small things that are like make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Well, Lee, you're going to tell us that um, Tyrone have maybe the the best mix. Um, <laughs> they looked like a team that were on fire in the early stages against Armagh, and maybe looked like they were going to beat them well, especially mm-hmm. when Reno O'Neill got sent off. After 30 minutes, Tyrone were up by three points at that stage. Maybe it was four. But um, Armagh got back into it. I suppose, and, and the, the Reno O'Neill thing, I, I don't think there was any question. I think it was a, a definite red card. And yeah. it's, it's one that he, he's kind, he's, he gets involved. He, he does kind of leave the knee in at times. And yeah, look, here, look, it's one of the things I really love about Reno O'Neill. I love watching him play, genuinely. Um, and I love that he's on the edge. He doesn't let anyone push him around. He knows he's the main man. He acts like the main man, as he should. And when people get stuck into him, he's like, you're going to get something back here, you know? But when you play on that edge, and that is, you know, it's almost become cliche using that term, but that is what he does. And he oversteps the mark sometimes. And he overstepped it 100% this time. You know, some people, I think Kieran McGinney came out and was like, Cormac was pulling him down. I was like, he maybe pulled him down initially, fair enough, but no one's pulling a man's knee on your face. Do you no. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, so it was definitely a red card. And then I think it might have been a case of Tyrone. The red card kind of, like, like the game before against Galway, kind of spoiled the game a little bit. And even from Tyrone's point of view, of course, it's an advantage, but then it meant, oh, well, containment might be the best option here then because it's so important that they get a win. They haven't won a championship game since Fermanagh 2021. This is our biggest rivals. We've got a decent lead. We've got the man up. Let's keep ball. Let's, you know, not take risks that they were maybe taking in the opening 20 minutes. My concern with Tyrone is that they're maybe over-reliant on that full forward line. Darren McCurry was electric at the start, kicking four points in the first half. Uh, Dara Canavan was electric at the end, like unbelievable. But then Matty Donnelly was consistent all the way through the game. He got man of the match. I mean, I've been singing his praises all season. He got something like 28 possessions in the first half alone. Like, he just was in the mix for everything, yeah, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. so important. Very intelligent footballer. Yeah, so, so smart. Um, But I'd say to that, like, Kelko only made the point a couple of weeks ago that the half-forward line don't score enough. We always play, like, defenders and work in half-forwards rather than scores. Now, they, did, they must have listened to the show because they played Michael O'Neill at six, which is what he was calling for instead they of... They are listening, yeah. Starting, of course they are. Of course <laughs> they are. Listening to me. <laughs> and then um, Joe Goose was moved to 11 and they played Niall Slodden, who's coming back with injuries, you know, and they're, they're still trying to pick their best team, but I'm hopeful that there's enough football with this new format that they can play into form. Got that first win against Armagh. That's the most important thing. The only thing you can get is two points. They've got it. You know, going to Westmead, they are a Division Three team. They're playing well, but hopefully, you know, put in a performance now and then go from there. And hopefully, there's something we could salvage out of this season. Definitely, yeah. Uh, just one thing I wanted to ask Aidan about: um, 
Lee made a good point about Ryan O'Neill there that his attitude of, you know, you're not going to push me around and that he's, you know, he never lets anyone really um, mm -hmm. push him around and he's he's a physically imposing sort of player to mark. Um, I would imagine. Had you many teammates like that who are even, did you come up against many lads that whenever, if a back came into them, gave them a little dig at the start of the game, that, you know, they're getting it right back, that... Do you know, sometimes they might cross the line, but yeah, they're brilliant yeah. to... Or would you have been like that yourself? Yeah, no, I'd wait. I'd bide my time. I'd find a way, <laughs> instead of getting sent off or anything, I'd wait till the 50-50 ball or something and just making sure that it was fair. Um, but, um, ah, yeah, in training sessions, there was plenty of scuffles and fights and stuff where fellas are competing against each other and any any, any small advantage you get, you'll, you'll, you'll try and get it, try and um, find it. But... Um, like for Ryan O'Neill, like it's for a player that with such quality, he's starting to get a name for himself. No, if, if you could imagine, no one said the the Tyrone dressing room, let's get at this fellow. No, he'll he'll react if you do whatever to him. So it's not that's not a good place to be, like our situation to be in, because he's as as you said, like he's an, he's a brilliant player. He's uh, unbelievable um, talent. But if he has that in his locker, like he's your your. It's a big risk to to have in a situation like the, you just knew when he got sent off last year under pressure. You know, yeah, they, they, they'd be, the the chances of winning are nearly sl very slim. So like, it's Graham being the unbelievable talent, but if you can't control it in the situations, and especially up in the north, you're definitely going to be tested <laughs> with more more um chan or fellas will say something to you or do something. To you what are you trying often. to say? <laughs> <laughs> you play you play you play football hard. If you're it's it's but, a um, fine line though, isn't it? I suppose between mm, standing up for yourself and, and not getting uh, caught. Clifford's the same as well, Dave Clifford. Like he's getting stick every game, mm. every game. Like, but he's he's well able to control it. Like I don't. Has yeah. he ever got a red card? He did against Tyrone actually. In the league, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, was, that, was, that was harsh enough. Though, it very harsh. It was. Yeah. The umpires that day. Oh yeah, he was camera behind the goals and yeah, he was down or something. But even against Cork there. Like he was obviously getting verbal before he took the penalty because once he scored, he went. I don't know who it was, but he went straight up to their face and was celebrating. Back, yeah. You know, it was just enough. Like sure even you're allowed to do that, not even allowed to go even further. Last during the league final as well, like when you meant O'Hara was O'Hara was um, um, at him like constantly. He just didn't. He was really laughing. Wa yeah, laughing. And that's what, like that's something Reno really Neal will have to get into his game. Like yeah. as I said, like teams have just been dressing like get at this fella and, and he'll react. Or. In, in fairness, I only find this out. He's only 24. Yeah, he's young chap. Seemed That's wrong, mad. Wrong like, you know, time, yeah. he's just been there. And he's co-captain and stuff. There's so yeah. much on that boy's shoulders. Like, yeah. Yeah. So he time to learn. One thing I just wanted to ask you there, I thought it was interesting. You said that a lot of, and I, it only clicked in my head that a lot of the biggest rows or the biggest rows, I suppose, between lads who are marking each other could happen in training mm. sessions, I'd say, yeah. because lads fighting for their own spot. Yeah, and you can't get sit off either. Like, well, you can't yeah. get suspended, <laughs> in it. So it's uh, fellas will right, uh, test, the, test the waters big time. But, um, You've yeah, but seen a lot of it, have like you? Even, even the club there, no, like, we'd be going at it as well, like, a few, few of us in training, because for, for younger lads, watch you too, it, it brings bite and it brings, like, these fellas want to be here and these fellas are, Want to get to to um to bring the intensity f to be ready for the games like so it's um it just shows fellas care like and yeah. you're not like you're not, at the end of the day you're not going to do any stoop like but you're just going to show that you're I'm not going to be pushed around either and this is there's very, loads of ways to be able to show that you're physically ready or physically not going to be intimidated without getting Ricard or you know just just ways around that like you know and I suppose the older you get the, the wiser you get to I suppose you'd find. <laughs> figure out different ways to it, to to, uh, to set the mark. It's what you need though, isn't it? A training like cause uh, some evenings yeah. you come in and you know 
a training's not a match. You mightn't be in the zone. You mightn't be there fired up uh, as you should be, I suppose. Or do you know? And then some lad comes into you and gives you a bit of a belt, mm. or do you know, goes in hard and a mm. tackle, and you're like, right, well, that'll yeah. wake you up. Yeah, geez, I used, you to need love them players. I used to love players trying to verbally or trying to do something else because I'd be like, right, let's go. We'll we'll see who, who, what'll happen. No, just and I used to try and do it by trying, just trying to play better, like. And, so it's about how you, how you react and how you use the situation to to get the most out of it, to benefit from it. Um, because like if a fella's doing that to you, he he kind of knows himself, right? I need to do something because I need to do something to this fella to try and give. Because I know if I just try to play football or try to play hurling, then I'm going to be under pressure. So he's trying to find different areas, trying rattly like so. I just find that if a fella's doing that to me, I know it's a sign of weakness. In there. Yeah, so long as it doesn't go too far and that lads in the same team fall out is what you you don't want, but you just need to... Ah, yeah, no, yeah. like even the last uh, club training, the two, the two, myself and one of the lads, we went at it in the, in the training session and, and it got a bit heated and there was a few verbals and stuff, but after training, the huddle went over, shook hands, great battle, mm. let's do it again the next night again. Yeah. And that was it and it was perfect. Yeah. Well, it must yeah. be awkward at your training because they're all Walsh's or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Family yeah, feuds. Yeah, no, the boys are smart. They stay, I'm the oldest of the seven, like, so ah. uh, they, they, don't, they don't get involved in me at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've talked a good bit about... Uh, a lot of the games there, the Kildare and Dublin, sure, we've, we've, we've mentioned that. We'll go on to, um, it's just a small bit about the Donegal and Derry. Um, Derry just, yeah, I kind of always felt that they were on top. And I know Donegal, they're a great team to hang in a game yeah. for, for a long time. And they can kick some unbelievable points. Kieran Thompson and Oshin Gallen at the weekend were, were unreal but, um, and kicked some brilliant points. But Derry just, and I was a little bit worried about them. Do you know that they might struggle to pick it up again when as soon as Rory Gallagher left? But this was the, uh, uh, a very good performance. No, it was a very good performance by them, but I still think a lot of credit should go to Donegal because typically they're very good at sticking in a game and they're hard to break down and hard to beat. But they haven't been that this season in the league and in the Ulster Championship. You know, they've been very poor. So many things off the field, on the field, injuries really collapsing. But they seem to have took the break away and came back and, you know, they've got a bit of self-pride back in the team again. That Oshin Gallon is, is something else. Like, he is really special. Chrissy McCaig was marking him, and I've never seen anyone score that much up. Yeah, and I know a lot of it was marks points. and freeze nine points. Three, three from play, three, like, three more. You know, yeah, he, earned them, he, he earned them off Chrissy. You know, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. when you get space against Chrissy, you know, it's, it's a collector's item. Like, um, yeah, I thought. Paddy McBurty coming back as well as he Yeah, was. came off the bench. You know, even just seeing him coming off the bench must have just been a boost. Uh, a boost and like they played right to the end they got that goal at the end Derry be disappointed in it but Derry were definitely they weren't as reliant on Shane McGuigan uh, the scores were coming from all over the pitch a lot of them from cornerbacks and halfbacks getting their goals and stuff like it is insane when like, you mentioned um, chasing after the Donegal lads um, back whatever year it was 2013 yeah. Connor Doherty just sprang to mind to me the yeah. Derry cornerback like Flying. what yeah. an absolute flyer yeah. like Jesus and that's, just, that's one thing as a Connor forward anyway you definitely don't see her Connor back up the field because like, no. it's you have to go after him like and so it's, it's we when you have Connor backs or the def, defenders like that you know, they're huge they're great they're great fellas to have like mm. just throw the ball yeah. out to him and he's going to run yes, and yeah, yeah. but there's an entertainment value in that too like I I do find that entertaining seeing him breaking mm. through and ripping the back of the net you know like there's that's not negative football to me you know negative oh, football is yeah. when everyone's behind the ball but when if everyone's going attacking the play mm. I mean I find that that was a really Entertaining game, but it wasn't free flowing kicking. No, no, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, uh, yeah, it was tight. It was tight. I suppose as 
that was the reason we mentioned Conor Doherty. That was the reason Jack McCarron and Conor McManus yeah. were dropped for the uh, when Monaghan played them there two weeks ago, and it worked out for them that day. And they were clever enough to brought Jack McCarron. I'm always singing yeah. Jack McCarron's praises on this podcast because I think he's one of the most just the best man to sell a dummy I think I've ever seen. It's insane. Um, and he was back at the weekend and he kicked uh, eight points from play. Some of them were just and one pass he gave. Um, I can't it's not come with me who that pass was to, but across the field, field, yeah. Some of the points he kicked. Um, look, Monaghan they beat Clare. The Carl O'Connell played well as well. He's like a fine wine. Conor McCarthy was brilliant. His switch to wing back has been a revelation this yeah. year. But Jack McCarron is—he uh, was the difference here at the weekend, and and what a player! It. Yeah, geez, I, I was lucky enough at the time when I was in DCU, he was there as well, and. She, these fellas that just make things look easy, like they're yeah. they're they're a pleasure to watch. And he's both like both legs. You you wouldn't think, no. you wouldn't say which is weaker. Like they just seem both just free flow or just like flows off him. Like you know, so it's um, just he's, he's a pleasure to watch. Like and I'd say he must be definitely around that that, for that quiz question. I'd say he must be <laughs> close enough. To, um, I'm not sure. <laughs> he might be around there. I'm not sure. uh, but yeah, geez, he's um, that eight points from play. That's a phenomenal. Phenomenal, yeah. um, phenomenal um, going. Did and, you uh, buy any dummies off him up in the day and back in the day in DCU? Who's that? Sorry, did, did just did he sell you any dummies in, in DCU? Uh, I can't remember. I, nah. no, <laughs> selective memory. I tell you. Well, do you think that goes against him? The fact you said it looks easy when Jack McCarran plays football, and I think then when Monaghan aren't on top, it's like oh Jack's doing nothing, mm. and he and they hook him off, and then they don't start him. Do you know? Yeah. Like because he's not like he's not a million miles in her sprinting. No. But no. he's like beautiful flair. Does, does that yeah, go like, against him? He's kind of player. I don't think. You could ever take him off because he mightn't be playing that well, like, but he's probably taking two players out of the game. Yeah, like, you know, if if he's not doing well, there's a reason for it that he's probably double marked, I'd say. But you'd, even if he was double marked and he was quiet, you'd still leave him on because he can create something out of nothing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he might, it might be the 65th minute, like, and he could in three or four minutes, he could three or four points. Yeah. You know Something happened if uh, if the team got men sent off or they changed their tactics, created more space somewhere. So he, he's the kind of fellow you, you need in him situations um, because, yeah. yeah, as you said, give him the ball like, and he, he'll make something happen. If he doesn't score, he'll create something for somebody else. Yeah, once he's in the mood, and we saw that early on, when he gets in the mood, the man is is unstoppable. Um, he's had a few injury problems uh, down through the years. Had he injuries when he was in DCU or how, how did he um, go for you? I, 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 Jesus, so long ago, I can't remember to be honest. Okay. Um, he, was, no, he was playing right, he was playing um, so... Yeah, you could just see that he was very young that time. Like that's that was thirteen thousand thirteen. Yeah, two thousand thirteen. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, that, that's ten years ago. So like, he was only very young that time. But you could see the talent. Like you could see him. You could see this fellow was going to be a serious uh, foreign in 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 the next few years. Did you win the Sigerson? No, they, they lost to um, DIT in the semi final. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't playing. That was the, the, the bra- I was brought up to these to play football, but actually ended up not not being allowed to play because they ran that rule, the new rule. But the three, or you can only play for two courses. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so that was a bit of a, bit of a ball. The controversy <laughs> at the time, yeah, disaster. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, well, we have Aidan here. Um, a brilliant uh, weekend for Cork, really winning the under twenty. Yes. All yeah. Ireland and they um, definitely look like a a, a common team. Uh, they were. Uh, a very physical team was one thing that st- stood out for me, but you know, very uh, some very skillful forwards as well. Ben Cunningham, for example, I suppose the biggest talking point from that one was the Offaly manager Leo O'Connor came out saying that it was there was a bit of cynical hurling going on from Cork. Not too many people agreed with him. 
Uh, Brendan Cummins in the Sunday game, Shane Dowling actually said to Cork, do you know that they need this in their game, that this is a, a great sign for Cork going forward. Um, I'd say what probably stood out for me is that Offaly were a much smaller team. They'd seven yes, or eight of yeah. them were minors last year. Um, Screeny obviously stands out. Uh, an incredible... I, I just listened to the cheer w- before the teams were named out. Never heard a cheer for an individual like yeah, yeah. Offaly. They loved this team yeah, and, yeah. you know, they were so excited and they got the great start. But um, you were, were you impressed by Cork's Yes, yeah, like I was, um, the cousin's been playing with him all year, so I was kind of invested in, in that, like watching him, like I was at the Munster final and um, against Clare and, you know, and even Nash there, Anthony Nash is a selector, so the... Um, you know, it was, um, it was great to see that kind of, that that quality or that quality player coming through again, and I think that's their third or learning four years. And also, there's there's players coming through like, and you could see, you could definitely see, you could pick out the fellas that will you could see pushing on on the next the next two or three years up into senior level. Um, but yeah, like that the last is uh, fair enough. The manager said a bit of cynical, like, but in fairness, Screeny took on the ball it, it, as he does and as he's good at, like, and but he's you're not going to leave him walk through, like you're going to try. And, tackle them and unfortunately they kind of fold them but I wouldn't say it was cynical it was just they were trying to tackle them and it just they were freeze they were of course they were freeze like but um, yeah in fairness it, it looked in fairness awfully tried their best to, to as supporters to, to push the team like what turned out for the match was, yeah, was unreal I'd say it was probably the biggest crowd for another 20 final I'd say mm-hmm. in a long long time but um, in fairness Cork and it was the same in the Munster final as well Clare threw everything at him, awfully threw everything at him, but they kind of found a way, and I think that's that's obviously the message coming from the management team, like like to have Ben Ben O'Connor, Ron Corn, and T Nash like on this on a background team, like they're especially as young fella, like you don't you'd want to be delighted. I'd say going train going to training sessions, fellas, be excited going to be able to be coached by that caliber of of past player, like you know, they were they were they're legends in car car and car like so. Um, yeah, no, delighted, um, delighted that they, they got over the line, and uh, yeah, it's um, they're, they're, they're some good players there. Even though it's, it's Ben O'Connor, that was his last game for the for the hurlers against Munster, so you drive um, there is serious potential there, and hopefully they can they can push on now and come through because there is a I think there's that I think there's a still a huge step up from twenty to senior. Like it's 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 um. The, if you got if you got three or four players out of that team to come through, you best probably be doing well, would you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, was your cousin playing, or was he on the panel? Yeah, he, he was playing. Every, he started every game, but he was, he was dropped the last day. But he came on as sub at the end, Colin Mulch. Okay. So um, yeah, it was nice to see a family member involved too. Like you know, it's um, it's always great to have have younger lads in play, representing Cork too. So. Uh, yeah, no, it was great to see him. Yeah, I'd say the thing that was maybe rubbing Lee O'Connor up the wrong way was the Shane Kingston tackle on Cormac Egan. I thought yeah, that was, I thought that should have been red card. Yeah, now, to be fair, should. I thought it was yeah. a, it was a bad hit, and you know it was nearly as as blatant a, a red card as you'd see. Um, but yeah, Ben O'Connor, he he's going to be a, a huge loss definitely for for Cork. Um, a hugely physical player there as well but just uh, last thing on that game is Ben O'Connor as a manager he, he means business doesn't he and does he, he doesn't take any I'd say oh, he's not a man yeah. that would take any any oh, goal yeah I haven't come across him too often I've never really had a conversation with him but uh, like he was with Milton there last year or not, the year before he won a senior Ireland championship with Milton so he's like he's, his CV is, is fairly strong now like and you could definitely see him involved the seniors at some stage in the next few years I'd say because he has the ambition and like 
like as I said, when you have players of that caliber that have achieved, achieved so much, like if they say something, you listen to them, like and you'll you'll do what you're told, and um, so he has that aura about him, and uh, yeah, and they're the kind of they're the fellas you need. You need like Cork on the board should have fellas like that, getting them in, involved in younger teams, like in getting them starting at sixteen, under sixteen, minor. 20s bring them up through and then when they get to, if they if they're lucky enough to win coming up long then when they get to the senior then that they've um so they're, they're putting themselves into the best position to uh to succeed then when they when they have their their apprenticeship done you know, mm. like in that kind of way definitely um just last thing and i think we could stay talking all day here um aiden there's so much to talk about between your career and and the weekend but just from the cork senior hurlers you mentioned them there they were i'd say there's maybe more positivity about them um, for a team that was knocked out but they mm. were they were unlucky two, two one point losses in a row uh, how yeah, do you reflect yeah that? like that's um, like very un- like very unlucky to be to be fair like the, um, the Munster Championship is so competitive and to be that close and like the fine margins were unreal like if, if Cork and Limerick drew then Tip would have been out and then and it was close it was, to that yeah it was yeah like it was point. so close like, but um, in fairness Pat Ryan, excellent, excellent manager, best man for the job. Like he's he's brilliant man manager, and yeah. I think he'll learn a lot from this year. I think um, going into next year is like your first year in in involved is always you're you're learning a lot. Like so, yeah. he'll take a lot from this year, and, and they're still young. Like the I know, like even the last day, Hoggy and and Seamus she- Harron, they really stood up in the last ten minutes. But yeah. they're your senior players, like so. You need definitely need some of the younger lads right stepping up a bit more, like because um, like they won't be around forever either. And while I, 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 my opinion, I think they'll still both be there next year, even though they're coming what are they, 34, 34 and thirty five next year. But they're still serious players, and like that, they're, they're just great to have around even in, in the setup too. Like. You would have probably played with them. Oh, I would, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah no, I've been unbelievable to t- like to be still going as well. Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, geez, yeah. Hoggy gets his hurlies off me, you know, so he'd be doing a lot, um, doing the workshops and. There was a big panic on last the week the week leading up to the Limerick game. The hor- he's hardly was after breaking, so I had to do a serious surgery. To it, so it's uh, made sure I anyway to get that right. And thankfully, it held. I was watching the game, and every time he'd be <laughs> taking free, we kind of holding. I'd look at the hardly make sure that it looked okay. So, and that's that's a nice situation to be in. To be some bit involved with regards to making hurlies for the boys, um, like Shane Kingston's been making for him. So, uh, just nice to have that that little that little aspect of the, um, being involved in the game that um, that the boys are using the hurlies. So. Yeah, Huggy seemed to it seemed to work already for Huggy the last day, anyway. I'd say fixing Patrick Corgan's hurl, it must be like the wand from Harry Potter <laughs> or something like this. Yeah, this is it's, like it's, it's it's like it's like surgery, like this. You, know, you have to be really particular, like and even there's a few screws you have to put into it, like the for the, the for the crack and tad a bit of weight, like. But you'd be kind of worried then when you're putting the screw in that it'll come out the other side or the side of the hurling and all this kind of stuff. So. Uh, yeah, it is nerve wracking enough at times, but thankfully, so far, it's been going all right. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, look, um, thanks a million for coming in today. Oh, Aiden. For um, that's it for this week's episode of the GA Hour, brought to you by Sports Joe and Sure 72 Hour Protection. And we'll chat to you again next week. You've been listening to the GAA Hour, brought to you by Sports Joe and Sure 72 Hour Non Stop Protection, tested to the limits. Sure, it won't let you down.